my dear friends. Welcome to Face FM Prime Time. Welcome to BQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. It's uh, good to be here today. I'm Pastor Ricardo, minister to the Prospect International and Elizabeth Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. And I'm really thankful that God gives us an opportunity to share the word with you. Wherever you're listening from, wherever you're tuning from, uh, tuning in from, I pray that you'll be blessed by today's show. And the theme that we are um, exploring the whole week is God is good. Live stories from our presenters. So we'll be presenting different stories, I'm sure, um, throughout the week. Like, for example, yesterday uh, we heard Pastor Brenton's testimony. That was wonderful to hear. And today we will continue to praise the name of God by acknowledging his goodness in this week's subject, God is good, live stories from our presenters. And today I'm joined by my friend Pastor Marty here at the Faith FM studio. For those of you who don't know him, Marty is the pastor of Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center. Welcome, Marty. How are you? Oh, Pastor Ricardo, I'm very well. Um, it's 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 a really nice, beautiful day today. We've had these these just really nice, warm days. Really enjoying this beautiful weather. And what a great subject to be looking at this week, to have the opportunity to share mm-hmm. how God has blessed and worked in our lives. What a privilege. It is a privilege. And I believe that as the, the more we remember how God has acted and cared for us in the past, the more our faith grows. Absolutely. We need to, we need to remember the times that God has been working in our lives. That is excellent. And, um, yes, you mentioned the weather. That is perfect. I was uh, looking at the forecast. Um, I think by Thursday we're going to have more than 30 degrees, maybe 30s. <laughs> yeah, I think 30 it's going to be very warm. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a hot summer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can tell you. So, um, I would like to share with you a story, uh, written by James Chase, uh, when he was a student in the U.S. Um, this is a story of um, a personal story of how God saved his life. You know, in Psalm 91, it says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That is a promise that God has given us to claim. All of us can claim it. And I love this story. He was, um, he was a student and um, God had plans for him and God preserved his life in a very very interesting way. So um, it says here, Absalom's donkey talked. The serpents, the serpent in the tree talked. But do Chevy Corvais, Corvers talk? Can cars talk? Chevy Corvers talk? I met one that did, he says. Or so it seemed. During the summer of 1967, I worked at um, I worked as boys division leader at uh, Pinecrest Camp to earn a college scholarship. One day, I asked our camp director Charles Edwards, "May I borrow your Chevy Corver to pick up a staff member at um, Placerville?" "Why, certainly, Jim," he said. "But I hope you don't mind driving a car with a little spirit," he said. The next morning, with a prayer for protection on my lips, I pulled out onto Highway 50. 
All was serene as I whizzed past tall ponderosa pines, passing lovers sleep, all these places in California, I think, horse-style falls and Mount Ralston. I quietly expressed my gratitude to God for the gift of life. Suddenly, the serene turned surreal. The car's horn started beeping all by itself. Or had it? Had I accidentally bumped the sensitive horn area on the steering wheel? A mile later, the horn beeped again. Could the sound actually be coming from another car? None were in sight. I decided to consciously keep my fingers away from the horn area of the steering wheel. Suddenly, the borrowed Corvair let out another strident beep. This is strange, I thought to myself. I whizzed by another mile of Ponderosa Pines, no beeping. Then suddenly, unexpectedly, one more very loud, insistent beep. And with it came an incredulous thought. I wonder, could it be? Is it possible that an invisible intelligence is trying to get my attention here? God, I prayed, this is too strange. Are you indeed trying to say something to me? If this horn beeps one more time, I don't know why, but I'll pull off to the side of the road. That was his prayer. Nothing happened. For the next three miles, all was quiet. I began wondering if all this was the product of an overactive imagination. Then, as the narrow mountain road approached a totally blind curve, I was jolted by another very loud, intense burst of sound. Beep! Immediately, I swerved off the pavement onto the gravel. At that precise instant, two cars dashed from behind the, the, the blind corner, and one of them, a sports car, sped toward me um, in my lane. I felt the corver rock to the right from the compressed wind as the sports car whizzed past, missing a head-on collision with me by a fraction of a second. Skidding to a stop, I bowed my head and most sincerely thanked God for His incredible personal care. Humbly, I rededicated my life to His service. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him, and delivers them. Nice story. Wow. Yeah, powerful story. I'm sure that um, many of our listeners can also recall times in their lives when God has saved them. But um, how good is it to remember these things, right? Because they encourage you for the future. They, You can actually, when something like that happens to you, you can look back and say, hey, I, I know my God. I know what he's capable of because I've seen him in action in the in the past. Absolutely, yeah, Pastor Ricardo. It reminds me of Psalm seventy-seven, mm-hmm. and in in verse eleven, it says, "The Bible says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds." Mm-hmm. And it's so true that when we remember how God has blessed us in the past. It really does give us strength to face things that are, you know, coming our way. Mm. We recognize that God has led us through various trials and difficulties in the past. And so when we encounter 
trials and difficulties today. We know that the same God who has led us faithfully mm. will continue to lead us, lead us forward. And an experience like that is just, you know, where you sense that God is so interested in, in us personally, um, is so encouraging to know, um, that God has his hand on, on his people and he intervenes in our lives. And I love the fact that this young man was obviously tuned in enough to God as well that he recognized that is there something happening here? Is God trying to get my attention? Um, very powerful, very powerful. I like that he prayed and asked God, is this you? Because yeah. sometimes we go by feelings, right, and say um, we, 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 we make assumptions. But it's, I think it's important to say, is this you, God? Like Peter said mm-hmm. before walking on water, right? Is, mm-hmm. If it is you... <laughs> You call me. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I won't venture to do anything that risky on my own unless I'm sure that this is God's will. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, well, it's time for some music now. I've got Greg La Follette with Softly and Tenderly. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me.
was Greg Lafollette with Softly and Tenderly. Softly and Tenderly. My dear friends, our giveaway for this week is the book The Benefits of Belief by Dr. Julian Melgosa. And um, the text, uh, sorry, the code that you need to text in is SA147. Text that in on 04888-808-11. The Benefits of Belief. How Faith in God Impacts Your Life. This was written by Dr. Julian Melgosa. Um, fantastic book. The author um, asked, the, asked the question here, when was the last time you went looking for a miracle cure of the fountain of youth, hoping for something to diminish the signs of living on this sinful earth a little too long? Over the past two decades, much research has been done on the effects of the religious life on our emotional, mental, and physical health. Uh, did you catch that? Not just our emotional is affected uh, or aspect is affected by, by, by um, our spirituality, but our mental and physical health as well. The documented results are astounding. Did you know that a regular prayer life, an attitude of uh, gratitude and joy or a spirit of forgiveness can dramatically impact your overall health? Even church attendance and scripture reading are intimately connected to health, happiness, and longevity. In Benefits of Belief, Dr. Julian Melgosa uses research and personal stories to reveal the amazing benefits everyone can obtain from following the Lord's ways and living the Christian life. That's amazing. So all you need to do is just text the code SA147. No spaces in between. That is SA for South Australia, 147 on 0488 And dear friends, we love to hear from you. If you had any questions or prayer requests or comments or opinion, please text us on that same number, 0488 uh, We would love to hear from you. And of course... Um, if you had prayer requests, we promise to pray for you as well. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A, right across Australia with Pastor Ricardo. And my co-host today is Pastor Marty. Marty is the pastor of Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center here in Adelaide. And this week we are following the theme, God is Good. And I'm sure you would all agree with that. God is good. Even, even when we don't understand what, what's happening in our lives, we can be sure that He is good. So uh, throughout this week, all of the, um, our drive time presenters are going to be sharing life stories uh, that we hope and pray will be of uh, an encouragement for you, dear listeners. And so uh, Marty is our co-host here. He's been... Um, sharing with, with me before the, we, we start, uh, going live. Uh, he has some stories to share. I may have some as well. So uh, our goal is just to encourage you that, um, you're not alone. We're not alone. We are in, we're in the same boat. We have the same, uh, God. It is important to, um, remember the times in the past that we have seen God's, God, and, uh, in action. Because that will help us in the future as well. So, um, Marty, has God been good to you? 
Indeed, he has, Pastor Ricardo, and and I just want to affirm what you're saying there. When we, yeah, when we go through our our faith journey, mm. we we encounter various difficulties, and we face discouragement, and we're not alone. The Bible is full of of giants of faith, Elijah, John the Baptist, etc., who experienced um, discouragement. Yes, when we when we take the moment take a moment to pause and reflect on how God has blessed us in the past and not just to pause and reflect, but be proactive and, mm-hmm. and, and actually write down. I think it's very valuable oh, to keep yeah. some kind of a journal. When something good happens in your life, write it down. There's something that I've, um, I picked up from, from a preacher I listened to years ago and he used to say in his Bible, he has, uh, or, or maybe it was his mother's Bible, or any, anyway, he would see next to certain verses in the Bible the, the initials TP. And he okay. wondered, what does this mean, TP, next, written next to certain verses in the Bible? And it means tested and proven. Wow. <laughs> tested and proven. That means this verse has been proven true in your own experience. And this is what I've done in, in, in my Bible as well. I've written TP. I've written the date and a short little description so that whenever I look at that verse, I remember God's faithfulness mm, in, in my life. You know, for me, Pastor Ricardo, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home that loved the Lord, loved the Scriptures. But for whatever reason, I had this incredible fear of God in in my heart. I used to I used to struggle to sleep well at night. I would wake up often, and the th- first thought that seemed to come through my mind when I would wake up in the night is, "If I die, I'm lost." That just seemed to echo through my mind, even from a young age, mm-hmm. even in primary school. I would wake up and this thought would just, just penetrate my mind. And if, if I die, I'm lost. And then you, of course, as a young, young person, you imagine, you know, you hear the creaks and the sounds of the wooden floorboards <laughs> in the house. And you imagine that some of you look at the shadows and you think someone's yeah. in your house, you know. And so I remember having this, this fear of God. Just it seemed to, uh, yeah, it just seemed to have a grip on me. I used to love going to church. I used to love reading the Bible, you know, reading the Bible and things like that. Um, although I didn't probably read the Bible so much by myself when I was younger, but things that were of a religious nature, I enjoyed. And yet, I had this incredible fear that I was lost, that I was not good enough. And that's really what it came down to. I would kind of think and reflect and. I'd sort of think, yeah, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I just felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember at, um, there was a significant turning point for me. It was uh, one day we were, I, I joined a Bible study group when I was in early high school. Mm-hmm. And we were doing Bible studies with our school chaplain. And the school chaplain this day, he turned to the book of Romans. And I want to read you what, what, uh, what he read to us. Okay. It's in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 6. It says, For when we were still, un- still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. Mm. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It even says, for if when we, when, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled, 
we shall be saved by his life. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. When, when the school chaplain unpacked this verse for me, something that I'd heard over and over and over again as a young person, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. We hear that all the time, uh, you know, in, in churches today. And But for the first time, it made sense to me personally. For the first time, I recognized that there was nothing that I could do that affected the way that God thought towards me. It says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means we didn't do anything that was deserving or earned us any of God's favor. It wasn't that we were really good people and and that's why God loved us. It says, no, even while we were sinners, even when we were enemies, mm-hmm. God still loved us and he still provided a way yes. for us to come back to him and be saved. And I remember walking out of that chaplain room with this weight lifted off my shoulders. It was like the love of God had just penetrated these deep, dark places in my, in my heart of anxiety and of fear. And, you know, and, and it, and I slept so much better. There was peace. And, you know, that is such a, it was, it's just a, such a simple experience. But I just remember it giving me so much joy. Wow. It's an experience that I'm sure you'll remember for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's an experience that regularly when I share the Bible with people, I often will share this experience. And emphasize the point that there's nothing that you and I can do mm-hmm. to affect the way that God thinks about us. We have, we, we have to admit that we are broken, but we can accept God's unconditional love mm-hmm. that is given, that is given not because of anything special about us per se, but it's given because of who God is. Mm. And God is a God of love, and that's why he bestows this incredible, undeserved love upon us. And when we experience and encounter that love, it changes us. Mm-hmm. It really so does, the, and it gives you peace. Definitely. And so the, the the picture and understanding that we have from God will, from what I hear, will affect definitely the way we relate to Him. It does. If we have, you know, a, a very fear-based view of mm-hmm. God, that will certainly impact our religious experience. We won't have the joy and the happiness that God wants us to have. Um, you know, there's, there's security in knowing that there's nothing I can do to stop mm-hmm. God from loving me. That doesn't mean that I go and I intentionally do the wrong thing, but what it does mean is when I know that I'm weak and that I've fallen, that I don't, uh, that I, that I don't give up in despair, that I don't become right. discouraged because I recognize that, um, that God is, is patient. He's a God of love and that He can forgive if mm-hmm. we come to Him. Always. He can, always, if we come to Him and we we open our heart to Him, He will uh, forgive us, and uh, it, it just Praise gives us so much Lord. peace. So, how how old were you uh, when yeah, you had that Bible study? That was chapter? probably about fourteen years of age when when I had that Bible age. study, and it and it was at a critical point. It was actually. Um, that's what led me to make the decision as a young person to be baptized. Mm-hmm. I had, I, I had grown up learning about the scripture, and so I had what you could say the the head knowledge to some degree. But mm-hmm. I, but when I knew the depths of God's love for me, when I saw that Jesus would give 
everything for me. I thought, if Christ will give everything for me, then I want to give my life to him. Mm-hmm. If Jesus will leave heaven and he will die for me while I'm a sinner, if Jesus will do that for me, then I'm his. I'm not holding anything back. And so mm-hmm. that was, it wasn't a difficult decision to commit my life to Christ yes. once I understood his love. And I honestly believe, Pastor Ricardo, that's one of the things that holds us back. Sometimes we we just don't know God. We yes. we know about him but we don't know him. And so if we don't know the depths of his love then it's going to be much harder to commit our life to Him. Mm-hmm. But when we know that He He loves us unconditionally, when you experience yes. that personally, it it leads you mm-hmm. to want to follow Him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yes. And the Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. And so that's something that, that gave me a lot of encouragement. Now, it wasn't just all smooth sailing from that stage. I would say, honestly, in, in many ways, Pastor Ricardo, you know, my last... Um, you know, a few years of high school were also quite challenging spiritually. And, um, and I felt that, uh, you know, there was, there was challenges during that time. And one thing that I didn't have that I still needed to have was an understanding of how do I actually walk with Jesus day by day? I know God loves me and I know God has, he's given his life for me. I know he wants to forgive me when I fall. Right. But how do I walk with him day by day? I guess sometimes we use these words that are hard to understand, walking with Jesus. How do we walk with well, Jesus? Well, yeah, how do we have a relationship heaven, with God? Know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do we have a connection with mm. God so that we're growing and moving forward in our faith mm-hmm. and not going backwards? How do we have a, a connection with God so that we don't just fall prey to the devil's temptation so easily, mm-hmm. how can we be stronger in our Christian experience? That's what I didn't understand yeah. at this point in time as well. well. Another thing that we need to understand is that God takes the initiative in that relationship because in your story, for example, God took the initiative of coming closer to this to you as a teenager, uh, and he used uh, a chaplain, another person, to, to speak to you through that verse. That to me, that's that's amazing. These are little, little great things. Absolutely, yeah. God orchestrates these these events, these little mm. events. We could call them divine appointments, yes. where we're in the right place at the right time, and we hear God's voice speaking he to us to you. through His Word, through another person. One of the things that um, was a huge turnaround. Well, not, not I wouldn't say turnaround, but it was a huge. It was a very significant, incredibly significant moment in my faith journey. See, I would say, Pastor Ricardo, even after that moment, I still had a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I still had a lot of um, guilt that I was carrying. I guess we, we are a work in progress. We are, we are a work in progress. <laughs> and praise God that he says that he who has begun the work in us will bring it to, to completion. But this idea of connecting with God on a regular basis... This was something that I I didn't uh, didn't I, I didn't have that in my Christian experience. Still at this point in time, I was going to church every week. I'd go to Bible studies regularly, um, and I would pray regularly. But there was the critical thing. There was two critical things that I think that I was missing in my Christian experience. One was a daily time in the Word of God. And the other was a passion for sharing my faith. 
I had a conviction that I ought to share my faith, but I also lacked an understanding of how to do that. Yes. And I also lacked probably the desire in many ways to do it as well. There are many other things that seem to be far more important in life yeah. to me at that stage of, you know, in, in, in sort of mid to late high school. When I was finished high school, um, two mates and I, um, Lachlan, Jared and I, we actually traveled to America. And while we're in America, we, this is our first year out of, out of high school. While we were there in America, we were there for six months and we, we went to a course. It was called Arise. Mm -hmm. And Arise is a Bible training college. And it was when I was there that I believe God gave me a much more thorough conversion and a much more thorough, um, experience with Him. There was, there was a, particular class that was on the heart of God. And in this class, it, it spoke about the value of a human soul. And it revealed that the value of a human soul is determined by the price that God was willing to pay for a human soul. Mm. You know, like we would say, well, you know, how much is a house worth, right? And how much well, yes. the question is, it depends. How much is someone willing to pay for yeah, it? That's market. what determines the value. And so, what determines the value of a human soul? What God was willing to pay. Very what was he willing to pay? That's infinite price. Infinite price, because mm -hmm. Christ, the infinite Son of God, gave his life. And I remember that being a key moment for me as well. Mm -hmm. Because it, it not only helped me to understand my value in Christ, but it helped me to see others in a different way as well. I remember distinctly... Um, when I would be in town and sometimes I'd just be observing people and I'd think this thought would be impressed on my mind, that person is of infinite worth. That person, Jesus died for that person. And that thought began to put in me a desire to try and share the good news of Jesus and the truths of his word with others. And, um, and this desire to share then led me to, to have more of a personal time in the Word of God. And the key verse for me during this whole time of life was actually Matthew 6, 33. And Jesus says this. He says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. And that verse, that, that verse had been convicting me for years, Pastor Ricardo. It says, seek first the kingdom yes. of God and his righteousness, not second, not third, not fourth. First. God has to be number one. That's, that's one of those <coughs> verses that needs to have a TP, uh, next to it. Uh. Yes, sure. it, it, it does, actually. <laughs> TP 2009. There you go. <laughs> you know, Pastor Ricardo, this verse is so true. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I reflect back and I think, there were times in my life where I was putting my friendships ahead of God. There were times in my life where I was putting my studies ahead of God. There was times in my life where I was just simply putting myself ahead of God, my own interests. And when you do that, there's no satisfaction, there's no peace, and things don't tend to, to go so well because God is better at leading our lives than we are. But I can truly say that that was the time, 2009, over in America at this Arise course that I sensed that God was leading me to say, Marty, now's the time. Put me first. Put me first and watch what I'll do in yes. your life. And it's since that time that I look back at it now and pretty almost everything that is so precious to me today 
you know, my, my beautiful wife, children, the call to ministry, um, opportunities that have come in ministry, all these precious things mm. have come ever since that point in my life. Before that, when I was trying to figure it out in my own strength and trying to put other things ahead of God, yes. things didn't work out so well. Mm. And... You know, this is an incredibly powerful promise that anyone can claim, Matthew 6.33, that if mm-hmm. you put God first, that he will take care of the other areas of our lives. Yes, that's a blank check for it's a, everyone. <laughs> I like that. No, it's a, I think it's easy to, to put God first when everything is working well, right? But what about um, when putting God first would mean you losing your job or um, perhaps your marriage? Is it any? Um, it becomes. It certainly does. You yeah. know. And there's a there's a word of um, there's a powerful verse that gives a lot of encouragement to to that situation. Um, and uh, it's it's found. Uh, let me just find it here. I think it's in in uh, in the book of Mark, chapter ten. And it says, Jesus says, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what could be more difficult than what Jesus has just explained? Yes. To leave family, to leave houses, lands, mm-hmm. um, etc. But Jesus says that if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to put me first and follow me, he says, you shall receive a hundredfold now in this time with persecutions, yes, with, mm-hmm. with, with opposition from people, but in the age to come, eternal life. Amen. I so suppo- he, he promises what we need, not what we want necessarily. He promises what, we, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, and, you know, uh, Pastor Ricardo, I, I met uh, a young man earlier this year who's a Muslim. And he had come to come to faith in Christ, and he'd embraced the truths of God's word. He'd embraced the Sabbath truth. He'd embraced the precious truths of God's word. He was going to be baptized as a Seventh Day Adventist. Wow. And he told me that um, as he would share his faith with his friends, his Muslim friends, because all of his friends were Muslim, and he he said that they would say um, that so your, your life could still be in danger even here in Australia. And he said, you know, with Jesus standing by my side, I have nothing to fear. And then he said, and even if I have to die for Jesus, that'll be an honor. And when I was talking with him, I sensed I was in the presence of someone who really understood personally what I just read, Mm -hmm. you know, and he understood what it means to actually take a stand for God, even if that means losing your 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 family connections yes. even if that means losing yes, yes, yes. your friendships even if that even means losing your very life mm. that there is nothing more precious than eternity mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ so if we have Jesus even though we may lose everything we have everything in him if you have Jesus you have everything if you have heaven you have everything yes but if yes, you yes. lose those things you have nothing that's true and so you, you it's just like you know there's a good illustration I, I think where if you take a long long piece of rope and you put like a tiny little elastic band like a rubber band on one end of the rope and you look at the incredible length of that rope that tiny strip of the rope, which has got the elastic band around it, that tiny little strip, that represents life on this planet. Mm. The rest mm. of the rope, which you can't even see the end of it, mm. 
represents eternity. And to live just for that tiny, 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 mm. tiny time frame is, is um, you know, as Jesus says, you know, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, in other words, there is nothing more valuable than gaining eternal life. Except, and that is found in so Christ. True. And sometimes that does mean that we have to make very difficult decisions. But ultimately, whatever sacrifice that we have to make for Jesus, it's not ultimately a sacrifice, it's an investment. Mm -hmm. Because God will take care of us, he'll bless us. The person who may have even have to, you know, the the most difficult thing I could imagine is, yeah, losing your family over over, over, take by taking a stand for Christ to lose your family. But even if you're in that situation, I believe God will bless and give you a church family that will embrace you and will surround you True. and be, be a family to you. And there's, no, and there's, and there's also the, the hope that your family may also come to know Christ through your influence True. if you remain faithful to Him. So those are the things that matter, the eternal things. We need to change, I guess, our perspective, the way we look at things. And we, we, we should um, embrace the things that are eternal, like friendships, relationships, our relationship with God, of course, eternal life, all of that. Everything else will be destroyed. Um, for example, I, when we were kids, I remember every summer, uh, the holidays, school holidays, we would play Monopoly, right? Uh, you know the game it's oh, so yeah. long absolutely and, but we had a long time to play so we, we took days to finish the game and uh, of course we came up with our own rules as I'm sure you all did as well um, so it took us days to finish but um, what I remember is this whenever I won alright I spent a long time just contemplating that board I would look at um, all the money that I had earned, the, the <laughs> greenhouses that I had, the, the red hotels, all the properties, you know, because it took me a while to get all of that, days to get all of that. Um, and ultimately, because I knew that um, when the game is over, everything goes back to the box. Mm-hmm. So with life is the same. When when the game of life is over, yeah, yeah. everything goes back to the box. So it doesn't matter. We're not going to drive our cars to heaven. We're not going to you know, transport our houses to heaven. The only thing that we're going to take to heaven is our transformed characters, not even our characters, but our transformed characters. That's all. So I think that uh, when we change our perspectives and we start embracing the eternal things, everything changes. Mm, Absolutely. Mm, Yeah, it does. It does. And that's, that's like, you know, when God almost, it's, it's, it's as if he takes a veil that's been covering our eyes and he lifts that veil and we start to see life from a different perspective and you go, wow, I can't believe I was so enamored by that before and now that's something that, you know, the things I used to love, I no longer really interest me and the right. things that were no longer, you know, that didn't interest me that much, you know, scripture, prayer, devotion, sharing our faith, that becomes mm. the, the epicenter of our entire lives. Everything yes. revolves around that, you know, and... And it is the best life because then God takes care of those other things. 
you know, he, I don't think it means, you know, we just become monks and we just, you know, just dwell on spiritual things no. 24-7. No. That's not what the Bible's mm. saying. It's saying put God first mm-hmm. and he'll take care of your house. He'll take care of your car. He'll take yes. care of your job That's ultimately. The things, the, he the will take care of those mm. things, but we have to be willing to trust him. Yes. And, um, and, 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 and put him, yeah. Put him first. Put him so first when, in when someone comes and says, um, but what if I, if I, if I keep the fourth commandment, for example, if I keep the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week holy, as the commandment says, uh, I'm going to lose my job. So that's when Matthew 6.33 comes in. Correct. Put God first. Uh, seek the, uh, the kingdom Correct. of God and his righteousness and all these other things. Yes. In, including your job will be, Sorted and out. Th- th- that's when we see miracles happen. You know, mm-hmm. when, when we when we just shrink back and we say, "Oh, this is a difficulty. This is an obstacle. Okay, I'm going to stop moving forward." Then you miss out. Then we never get to see God really working in our lives. There's a saying: "Our extremity is God's opportunity." Mm-hmm. Our extremity is God's opportunity. And so, when you are faced with a situation like you've just described, Pastor Ricardo, you recognize: if I keep the Sabbath, this could mean that I'm going to lose my job or it's going to it's going to affect my relationships it's going to affect my friendships it's you know but that is it takes faith yes and that's what we need to say we need to simply say lord give me the faith mm. to follow you wherever you go wherever you lead me help me to trust that your love is 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 um help me to believe in your love so that i don't fear taking those steps forward and trusting in you that's inspiring. And I hope that all of you listeners are being inspired uh, by our discussion about God. It's time for um, to come to some music. Let's listen to Peace at Last by the Nilans. Children, there. 
last. When we get to heaven, there will be peace at last. Everything will be perfect. That was uh, Peace at Last by the Nilans. And my dear listeners, our giveaway for this week is the book The Benefits of Belief by Dr. Julian Melgosa. When was the last time you went looking for a miracle cure or the fountain of youth, hoping for something to diminish the signs of living on this sinful earth a little too long? Over the past two decades, much research has been done on the effects of the religious life on our emotional, mental, and physical health. The documented results are astounding. Did you know that a regular prayer life, an attitude of gratitude and joy, or a spirit of forgiveness can dramatically impact your overall health? Yes, you heard correctly, your health. Even church attendance and scripture reading are intimately connected to health, happiness, and longevity. In Benefits of Belief, Dr. Julian Melgosa uses research and personal stories to reveal the amazing benefits everyone can obtain from following the Lord's ways and living the Christian life. And, dear friends, we would like you to have a copy of this book so you can also learn about these benefits and these blessings. All you need to do is simply text the code SA147 on 04888-80811. I'll repeat the code. is SA for South Australia, 147, no spaces in between, on 04888-80811. And your free copy will be on its way. You can also text that number if you had any questions about the program, if you want, even if you want to share a little bit about you, your story. Uh, we're happy to, uh, to pray for you, to um, answer any questions that you would have um, related to, uh, in relation to the programs that you've heard, anything that you'd like to share. Please text the number and we'll be happy uh, to hear from you. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is Pastor Ricardo, your host for today. And joining me in the studio, I have Pastor Marty. Um, Marty is the pastor of Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center here in Adelaide. If you want to visit him, that's where you need to go. And um, this week we are exploring the theme, God is Good, Life stories from our presenters. So um, we're on the uh, we're on the spot this week, sharing uh, life stories. Um, you know, times in our lives as um, you know, as as we go through different experiences where we've seen the hand of God in a, in a very very um, uh, amazing way. So, um, Marty, what else can can you share with us about the way that you've experienced? God in the past or how he's been leading you, you up until this point? Pastor Ricardo, it was, uh, it was a number of years ago now. I was in Tamworth, New South Wales. I was a pastor. And um, it was my second year in full-time ministry. And um, so, I had finished studying theology and ministry and had a first year in the beautiful um, town of Port Macquarie. And then, um, and then I was called to go out to, to Tamworth and um, and you know at that time leading up to this time even towards the end of my first year in Port Macquarie I began to experience what I later realized was burnout mm-hmm. 
Now, burnout is basically when you've been you've been go go go, and you your body is basically starting to become your your nerves become a bit shot, mm-hmm. and you you become very tired and very anxious very easily. And this is what was happening to me. I would drive for like fifteen minutes. I'd have to pull over and have a sleep. I, and mm. I would you know I, I would have a conversation with someone, and I'd just be incredibly anxious in, in that conversation or or. Um, um, you know, and so, um, and so this was a difficult time, and and I I couldn't seem to get rest in my mind. There was uh, there was I was lacking balance in ministry, and sometimes I suppose even when we're doing God's work and we and we want to see God's work move forward, we can mm-hmm. often still lack wisdom. We can lack. Um, you know the the skills and the 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 life experience that's that's very helpful mm-hmm. in actually recognizing that life is a marathon; it's not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and and so this was the challenge that I was facing. Um, when there was a period of uh, you know the, it, it was so difficult. You know, I'd be getting up to preach, and I remember the thought that I had was I just I just thought oh, I hope nobody says anything during the sermon or that there's, you know, no sort of negative because um, I just felt like I couldn't handle much, you know, much more than what I was battling with internally. And um, my mentor at the time, great pastor, Pastor John Lang, he would come in and sit with me and he'd be saying, what's the problem? And he realized, he's like, Marty, your problem is guilt. Your problem is guilt. You need to, he said, there's a five-letter word I want you to learn. It's called relax. (laughs) Relax. Just tell yourself relax. He says, when you relax and you trust God, God will work more powerfully. But he, but I wasn't switching off, and I did feel guilty, um, even if I wasn't um, if I wasn't kind of constantly doing something that had some kind of connection to ministry, and mm. and this was this was driving me. Um, anyway, there was a period of time where I just felt like I, you know, my heart would just be pounding, and I'd be, th- and I was thinking. In fact, I had to go to the doctor because for a whole week. My heart was, I would wake up very early in the morning and my heart would just be pounding oh, wow. heavily. And I was thinking, am I having some sort of a heart attack? What's going on? This mm. is so strange. Even Jesus needed to take a break. He to did. Bethany or up on the mountain by himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, and you know, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it, it was, I brought it upon myself. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say that all the circumstances around me were incredibly difficult. No, it was just that I was, you know, there were some challenges, no doubt, but, but I think the majority of the challenges were my own, um, lack of balance. And, and, and I think sometimes when you go through these kinds of periods, it teaches you, your own strengths and your own weaknesses. You learn your own capacity. Yes. But with all of this going on, I remember going to the doctor, you know, did the ECG on the heart and he said, look, everything's fine. He said, you just, I think it's a, it's a, you know, you know, it could be something else going on. Your heart's fine. In other words, it's probably more of a mental health issue. Yes. And so, yeah, and so I was, and I questioned this whole time. I was thinking, why am I feeling this way? The Holy Spirit, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is mm. peace, and I'm not feeling any <laughs> peace. What's going on? So you start to doubt, you know, your whole experience and mm-hmm. thinking, what is wrong with me? But at the time, I must say, Pastor Ricardo, it really 
strengthened my prayer life. I mean, there was no way I was going to go a day without starting the day in prayer and studying the Word of God. And my study of the Word of God was was with an intensity and with an anxiety that it's you know that it had, it had never had that mm-hmm. that that before. And I remember I was reading the Book of Isaiah, and I read these words. I was reading it chapter by chapter, and I remember came across these words. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Now, I got my attention there. Here I was a young man, and I felt like I was just, I was just done. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They wow. shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Pastor Ricardo, in my Bible study in my in my home that morning, as I read those words, I I dropped to my knees and I just sensed mm. that God was speaking to me, and He was saying, "Marty, you need to wait on me. Trust in me. Like this is what I can do. This is what I can do." I didn't know how God was going to deliver me from this. I thought, am I going to feel like this for the rest of my life? Just mm. constantly stressed, constantly anxious, constantly lacking peace. And, and I wondered that. And, but this verse gave me hope. It helped me to go, I don't know how God's going to solve this, but I trusted that he would. And in time he did. And the healing came gradually. And God revealed things to me through things that I was reading and through conversations that helped me to take steps in the positive direction. I just want to say, mm. Pastor Ricardo, to our listeners today, God is faithful. His word always comes to pass. You can take every promise from his word and claim it for your own because Mm. God will not fail in one of his promises from his word. excellent. And the Bible is full of promises that we can claim. Um, Yeah, of course, the only thing is that you cannot claim something that you have not read. So read your Bibles, dear listeners, because there are, the Bible is full of, um, like I was saying before, um, blank checks for us to to use. Um, it looks like our time's up for today. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the stories that uh, we've been sharing here uh, and throughout the week that um, are encouraging for us, Lord. As we look at what you have done in our lives in the past, help us to trust you with our present and with our future as well. Lord, um, help us all to have that relationship with you so that we know you more as we read your Bible, so that we know what you are promising to us, so that we can claim those promises as well. Lord, we pray that you may continue to bless us throughout this week as we um, hear from the rest of the Drive Time presenters. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This was Pastor Ricardo, your host, and our co-host was Pastor Marty. Thanks for joining us today on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow as we continue to hear more about God's goodness in the life of um, of our drive time presenters. Until then, remember that the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, verse 1. May God bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 